0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, October 7th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamenini
1: And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves.
0: Ashley, nice to talk to you. It's been, Hi, uh, it's been about a week. I uh, know. Forever so, ago. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it was a weird week last week. We hey, talked about this with James. Week. There wasn't a ton of news like I thought there would be. Maybe we'll get more news this week. Not I a ton. know. I, I know about 9 a.m. something out of the ordinary is going to happen, Oh! so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that, you All right. And you, did, and you didn't even have to uh, be a Patreon subscriber to hear that. Oh, because, wow. What uh, a
1: segue. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio if you would like to contribute, and in the future, whenever James gets the technology figured out, if, uh, if we say something is going to happen at mm-hmm. like 8 o'clock or 8.30... Maybe you won't hear about it until after it happens,
1: because Mm. uh,
0: that's one of the perks that James is working on, is getting the episodes out earlier to patrons uh, than everybody else. But we'll talk about that more when James gets the, uh, the buttons and the wires figured out. Um, but uh, that's We down currently,
1: currently do not have the technology.
0: <laughs> uh, I certainly we're, don't. We're
1: working on having the technology.
0: Yeah. Well, um, one thing I do want to hit before we get into the news proper. On Sunday, James, Peter, and Michael had this week's episode of This Week on Broadway. They reviewed a number of things, including The Great Society, Slave Play, a musical about Star Wars, Sunset Boulevard at uh, North Shore Music Theater, starring the great Tony winner Alice Ripley, our dear dread, dead drug lord and more so check out that episode if you have not listened to it already but actually let's get in to the news of the day because last night on the broadway the official broadway premiere of jeremy o period harris's play slave play officially opened and it is of course directed by robert o'hara and has a fantastic group of stars most of whom we're with the show at New York Theatre Workshop last year, um, but not. But there's one or two changes. But the reviews, like they were when the show was off Broadway, were almost uniformly fantastic. We are recording at nine forty ish right now. Uh, the New York Times has not yet released their review. They like to, you know, make a make a fashionably late entrance, I suppose. But take,
1: take their time on it for me to be That's disappointed. <laughs> Take their sweet (laughs) ass time. But
0: um, we have the majority of the rest of the reviews. If the Times goes off the reservation and does something stupid and out of the ordinary, we will let you know. But in the meantime, Sarah Holdren of Vulture, in what very well might be one of her last reviews, I think, uh, she says, quote, about Slave Play, It leaves you in an ongoing feedback loop inside your own brain, and, at least for me, doing a lot of second-guessing of my own impulses, even feeling semi-paralyzed. This time around, meaning she saw it when I was off-Broadway, I find myself trying to work through this visceral feeling of isolation just as much as I'm working through the play itself. I think I'm left wondering— does this play or does this play prescribe something about how to go forward as a human being in the world with other human beings, or does it avoid prescription? Yeah, always a good thing when a play can uh, make you feeling existential questions mm-hmm. when you leave. Adam Feldman from Time Out New York gave the show four out of five stars, writing, "Quote, brash, smart, and gleefully confrontational. This is the kind of show that starts arguments. It starts on a perv- uh, on a perverse." antebellum plantation, but as it moves forward in three very different acts, it successfully reframes what we have seen before it. It keeps you off balance. Even afterward, you may feel staggered. Diane Snyder, writing for The Telegraph, said, quote, sometimes confounding and excessive, slave play is also funny and intelligently provocative as it examines the lingering impact of slavery through the distress and desires of characters who aren't what they first seem." And finally, Peter Marks uh, gave probably one of the most, uh, I don't know, emotionally resonant um, reviews I've heard out of him mm. in a long time. And he talks about some of the uh, uh, actors and characters. The one he references is uh, Wakina Kailukongo, who she plays Kanisha. So that gives you a little bit of uh, reference with that. He also men- mentions Paul Alexander Nolan in the in the review as well. So let me read this here real quick. It's in that pervas- or persuasive finale, devoted to the tormented exasperation of Kalakongo's sublimely rendered Kanisha, that we get the stunning truth of what her character is after, and that only Nolan's expertly, intuitively constructed Jim can help her through. It is, in a cosmic sense, what slave play is after, too. I cannot reveal to you what that catharsis is. I can just tell you that Slave Play delivered one to me and in the process opened my eyes and ears more fully Mm. and gratefully. Now, actually, that's about as powerful of a review um, as I think somebody who has been reviewing shows for decades right, can give absolutely. when they, when somebody says the play has opened their eyes and ears. Um, I think that that is something that all playwrights hope to hear. And very and self,
1: very self reflective, as you said, somebody yeah. who's been writing reviews for decades to actually have a show in front of you that says, wow, this actually changed the way I think is such a huge accomplishment.
0: Yeah. And so the, the reviews, from the critics were great off-Broadway. They're great on-Broadway
1: mm-hmm.
0: audiences. um, I, I think from everyone I've heard who has seen it, uh, including myself, when I saw it off-Broadway is incredibly impressed with the show. I don't, it did not move me as much as it moved Peter Marks, but I appreciated mm-hmm. the intelligence and the humor and what it did to me. I've heard a lot of people who don't like this show and are very angry about it. Right. But the vast majority of those people, have not seen it, so there, it's almost like there is that
1: it, with the petition going around of canceling Jeremy O'Harris.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it almost reminds me of the Scottsboro Boys protests. Sure, yeah. uh, about people who are upset about. Candor uh, and Ebb using the frame of a minstrel show mm. to tell a story in whatever year that was in 2000 something without ever actually having seen it. Now, this is not the same thing as right. a minstrel show, so to speak, but there are some parallels there. Um, and I, I, I can appreciate anybody who goes and sees a show like this, because as a lot of the reviews said, it is purposely confrontational. Yes. I don't think Jeremy O'Harris would deny that. And whenever you create confrontation. There are some people that are going to be put off by that. And I think that's fine if you have seen it. If you have not, though, and whatever you've heard about it, I I highly recommend you go see it and and make your opinion on your own. You can get cheap tickets. Jeremy O'Harris has been very uh, public about the fact Mm -hmm. that he wants to make tickets for this show as accessible uh, as
1: possible. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think that you will be rewarded for seeing the show, even if it isn't your cup of tea. It was not my favorite thing I saw uh, off-Broadway last season, but it is something that I... I'm very grateful that I saw and I'm very grateful that I saw something early in Harris's career because mm. he is a remarkable talent and the yes. cast is
1: fantastic. I saw it on Friday night finally. Uh this is my first Oh, wonderful. Yeah, this is my first showing of it. I think all of the best shows that I've seen in the past year or two have centered so heavily on discomfort and around listening. Slave Play is, bar none, for me, one of the best shows I've ever seen. I knew the framing device of the show going in. I brought a friend who didn't know, so I was very excited to see what his reaction was going to be. But I didn't know how it was written. I didn't know how it was going to unfold. I've had very few experiences sitting down in a Broadway house where I can walk out in the same way that I've walked out of shows like, at the end, shows like Underground Railroad Game or Fairview, shows like that. I I think it's understating the work that New York Theatre Workshop has done and and the projects they're producing and putting out. It's so good to see Jeremy O'Hara and Robert O'Hara get their Broadway debuts. And as you said, early in Jeremy's career as such a young talent and doing things that we really haven't seen on Broadway in a very long time, and this incred- in a, and in this incredibly provocative and paralyzing show that I hope everyone gets the opportunity to see and kind of both puts their preconceptions at the door, but also comes into the show, you know, very open to learn.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that this is a a wonderful thing that's on Broadway, and I appreciate the. Um, The fact that producers put money behind it to get it on Broadway because this is a show that very well could have been like one of those things that people said, oh, I saw that thing when it was off Broadway and now it's doing stuff in the regions. But I, Mm. I really appreciate the fact that they were able to make it available to a wider audience. On Broadway. And
1: I can't say anything having not seen it off Broadway, but I was very surprised, especially at how well I thought it worked in a Broadway house. Like, I think the Golden was the right fit for it, and just the way they staged it.
0: That's good to hear. Well, all right, Ashley, let's move into this week's theatrical schedule. Again, lot going on at this time of year so i'm just going to run through things fairly quickly but tonight over at mcc's new off-broadway house the musical the wrong man officially opens this is by ross Gallen, and it's directed by thomas kale features joshua henry um uh as well as sierra renee and ryan vasquez is that um uh, yeah ryan vasquez i couldn't remember if i got ryan vasquez right so this one uh has a lot of buzz Word of mouth not been great. Uh, So we'll see what the critics say is currently set to run through November 17th. But what?
1: If you go, Joshua Henry could steal your phone (laughs) for a great story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's always that live <laughs> theater folks. Nothing like it. Um then on Tuesday, the previews officially begin at the public theater for the off Broadway revival of Intazaki shange's for colored girls who have considered suicide oh, so, when the rainbow is enough. So excited. Um, really excited to hear about this one. The show is currently set to run through December first. Then uh later well on the same night on Tuesday. The musical that I did not one hundred percent believe would actually happen. It is called Holy or Only Human, a hashtag blessed new musical in which Gary Busey plays God.
1: Oh Lord! Yes, <laughs> literally. Yes,
0: that is that is what I said. Oh. Um, the show is uh, a new musical by uh, Jess Carson and Mike Squillante, and. Um, yeah, it's playing at the theater at St. Clemens and is currently set to run through january 5th so uh good luck with that <laughs> all right uh moving the, on to d- the when-
1: disbelief in your voice I, like i oh, just this, can't- this this is this is a thing in fact that is happening
0: yeah well it's not that i have anything against it i just no, did not think just, that it would actually happen yeah, Gary Busey is god okay anyway um down uh uh, uh, uh uh down up depending on where you are whether yeah. it's you or me um in washington dc beginning on wednesday performances will start for the broadway center stage production of Footloose at the Kennedy Center. It just runs through Monday and stars J. Quentin Johnson, Isabella McCullough, Michael Park, Rebecca Luker, and Judy Kuhn. That's a ridiculous cast to be putting in Footloose. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Spoil riches there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the the footage that they put out from uh, rehearses is fantastic. Eye, J. Quentin Johnson's got an amazing voice. I love Izzy McCullough, oh, who yeah. was one of the stars of the prominence. Yes. Obviously, Michael, Rebecca, and Judy are Judy just. I yeah. mean,. Um, So that's great. So see that if you're in D.C. Then on Thursday night, we have the one and only Broadway opening of the week, and that is Tracy Letts' Linda Vista opening at the Helen Hayes Theater from Second Stage. Uh, This one has been getting great word of mouth, Ashley. Um, So I'm really excited to hear what the reviews are. This is currently set to run through November 10th. Also opening on Thursday night is the Ensemble Studio Theater's World premiere production um, of Georgia Merching is Dead. This is a new play by Katia McMullen and directed by Giovanna Sardelli. It is currently set to run through October 7th and features kind of off-Broadway performance art uh, great Diana O, uh, who's uh, always Mm, fantastic. So check that out. Um, Previews begin on Thursday night for the Classic Stage Company's production of The Scottish Play, currently set to run through December 15th. This is the one directed by John Doyle. But uh, uh, stars um, uh, Corey Stoll, uh, Mary Beth Peel, Eric Lochtefeld, Nadia Bowers. um, Great, great group of people. So I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing that when I'm in town. For sure. Barbara Walsh as well. Yes. Um, So so a great group of folks in that. Uh, Then let's go to Saturday as we have one new Broadway show beginning performances. That is Hyphen. or I think it's a hyphen. I think they're going hyphen, not M-dash. Um, it looks like shorter. I so think go.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's Yeah, I, don't know. I think it's a hyphen.
0: We'll we'll see if we can get a typographist to uh, let us know. But Tina, the Tina Turner musical, will begin performances uh on Saturday night. Of course, this stars the phenomenally talented Tony Nominee, Adrian Warren. Uh, and Daniel Watts plays Ike. Uh, this is one that got phenomenal reviews over in London. So I'm interested to see what they say. It, of course, features a book by Katori Hall and is directed by Philadelphia Lloyd. Mm. Um, uh, this is one that is a jukebox musical that I'm actually really
1: I'm very excited, excited to see. It.
0: Like this is uh, this mainly is a, for the a, performance. I want,
1: yeah. yeah, absolutely.
0: So. All right. And then also on Saturday night, beginning performances off Broadway will be Cyrano from the new group. This, of course, is the uh, new musical adaptation of the classic play by Erica Schmidt, who adapted the story. And it features a score by members of the band The National. And it is uh, starring Erica Schmidt, the book writer's husband, Peter Dinklage, who is an Emmy Ooh. and Golden Globe winning actor from Game of Thrones, we'll talk about Game of Thrones more here in a second. Oh uh, but this also has a a great group of uh supporting people as well. and In addition to to Peter Dinklage, it has Blake Jenner, who is playing uh, Franklin Shepard in that twenty year yep, yep, yep. um uh, mary we roll along J- Jasmine Cephas Jones, who is phenomenal, Grace McLean, uh, Scott Stangland, uh, Eric Olson, phenomenal cast. cast. Yeah, um, so I'm. Very Very looking forward to see that one. Uh, And then... Out on the other side of the country, we have another show beginning performances, and that is the L.A. Opera production of The Light in the Piazza. It is just running through the 20th out in L.A., and this one features Renee, Cam- uh, Renee Fleming, Dove Cameron, and Brian Stokes Mitchell. Renee will be taking the show to California, where she will be joined uh, by Solea Pfeiffer, replacing Dove Cameron. I don't remember who off the top of my head is replacing Stokes, but uh, mm. uh, and of course Renee is going to be taking the show on tour in the right. 2021 season. Um, and then let's run through some closings on Saturday out at the La Jolla Playhouse. The musical Kiss My Aztec is closing. Uh, then on Sunday at the Rattlestick uh, Playwrights Theater, Novenas for a Lost Hospital will close on Sunday. And then on Sunday, the play Sunday, directed by Lee Sunday Evans, will close. If you can follow that. And then... Also on Sunday, the dual plays by M. Udofia, Run Boy Run, and In Old Age will close. So lots and lots and lots of stuff happening this week. It's getting to the fall. We will have more shows uh, beginning previews and opening in the coming weeks. But what a time to be alive.
1: Busy, busy. Oh, yeah. I think Tina is, having looked it up, is a colon. But there's also a comma and an em dash and seems they like no one can make up yeah. their mind. How are you going to market it?
0: Everything I've seen has been in press releases have been a hyphen, but uh, they could have gotten things in different places. It's just it's 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 a, it's a crazy it's mad yes. mad world out there.
1: It is, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. All right, well let's move on to the sad news of the day as two stage and screen legends passed away in the in the, in the past few days. First on Friday we learned that Tony winner and iconic star Diane Carroll had died at the age of 84. Having won a Tony Award as the Best Actress in a Musical in 1962 for the show No Strings, Carol is... Perhaps uh, best known uh, for her cultural impact as the title role in the sitcom Julia, for which she was nominated for an Emmy Award. With that role, she became the first black woman in the U.S. to lead a primetime television show in the role of a professional woman. She also starred in the Dynasty spinoff The Colbys, in addition to much, much more. She was also featured on Broadway in House of Flowers and Agnes of God. Then on Sunday, we learned that Rip Taylor also passed away at the age of 84. The comedian known for throwing glitter and and stuff like that was a fixture on television for generations Mm. dating back to uh, the Ed Sullivan show and the Mike Douglas show. Uh, He appeared on Broadway in Sugar Babies and toured with shows like Anything Goes opposite Leslie Uggams uh, as Reno Sweeney and Peter Pan as Captain Hook. Godspeed to both of those legendary performers.
1: I didn't know that. I didn't know he was in Sweeney. Or Sweeney. No, no. Anything no. goes. Sorry. Yeah. No, he was not, Reno Sweeney, not Sweeney Todd. Yes, he can played you, Moonface. And yeah. in, in case you can't tell, Ashley is very tired today.
0: Yeah, probably on some pain meds, too. Uh, but, not,
1: not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. All
0: right. Well, let's get this thing closed up, Ashley, so you can get to bed at a decent hour. Thank you. Uh, We've got a few bits of news. First up, yesterday, the Times of London's Ben Woods reported that the private equity group that bought the Ambassador Theatre Group in 2013 for £350 million is now looking to sell it for £500 million, or the equivalent of $616.6 million. ATG owns a bunch of theatres and a ticketing service in the UK and Europe, and obviously a number of theatres in the US, the uh, Emerson Colonial in Boston, as well as the Hudson and Lyric Broadway. I am positive uh that we will have more on this one as yeah. it develops. Yeah. Um Real quick, I'm going to break into regularly scheduled programs. It, it appears that Jesse Green has made uh, Slave Play a Critics' Pick.
1: There you go. So uh,
0: The headline is, Slave Play, four times as big and just as searing. Jeremy O'Harris' off-Broadway hit about race and sex in America shakes things up on Broadway. Good. That's all you need to know. Critics' Pick. sign, seal, delivered. Moving on. Go see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On Friday, we learned that the previously titled Don't Stop Till You Get Enough the Michael Jackson musical has changed that horrific title and mm. will now just be called MJ, which mm. honestly is only marginally better yes. because it doesn't contains so many inappropriate connotations uh, <laughs> based on its subject. Uh, the yes. show is still There's apparently aiming for a Broadway world premiere in the summer of 2020, and the team is currently at work on a developmental workshop.
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> they should oh. just throw the whole thing in the trash instead of just the name. You know, like.
0: There was a time where this would have been the biggest thing in the world. And I, know. I, would, have, I would have loved it. Yes. Uh, I grew up uh, loving Michael Jackson. Like I have, My yep. mom has stories about me putting a glove on my hand and watching myself dance in the reflection oh, of our tube TV are there photos when I was a kid of Michael video? Jackson music. Uh, not video. There may be photos. I'm really old, Ashley. We're going um, <laughs>
1: to. <laughs> yeah, they only just came up with video in the past 10 years. That's right. I, I forgot.
0: I'm. Getting close to the big four oh, zero, so so yeah. uh, video cameras oh, no. weren't as accessible. But, um, yeah, but the, and now I just, I can't imagine. I, I'm shocked that mm-hmm. this is actually moving forward, especially I at this time. Like, I can see it maybe it. moving forward in five years, um, but in the wake maybe. of. Maybe.
1: Very yeah, big well, maybe. Right, but, I
0: mean, in the wake of the documentary. Right,
1: exactly.
0: Um, just, I just, I I'm don't just get shocked.
1: All. I don't get yeah, it at all. Anyway.
0: All right, finally, on Friday, the New York Theatre Workshop announced the cast for the world premiere of the stage adaptation of John Carney's wonderfully delightful film, Sing Street. Mm. Leading the cast will be Game of Thrones star Brent Brenock O'Connor, I think, B-R-E-N-O-C-K, Brenock O'Connor, as well as Zara Devlin, Billy Carter, Amy Warren, and L. Nathan, and more. The show is directed by Tony winner Rebecca Tashman and choreographed by Sonia Taya and features a book by Endo Walsh and music by Carney and Gary Clark. I am so so angry that this show is not beginning performances until November 25th, when I will be back for my trip tomorrow. I'll see. It it's the cur-
1: reverse.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, maybe I can find, <laughs> use my mojo to get it to open up two weeks yeah, early. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, <laughs> not counting
0: on that one. It is currently set to run through January 19th. There have been rumors for Michael Riedel that it is exploring a Broadway bow, but I right. loved yeah. the film version. So I would, I h- hope nothing but the best for their show on screen,
1: mm-hmm, for sure. And for Game of Thrones fans, uh, Brennick O'Connor played Ollie, which I know you haven't seen Game of Thrones. But no, not at all. I'm here to help the public.
0: Thank you, I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right,
0: that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWw Matt Ashley. Where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley, and likely a local dentist. Immediately,
0: <laughs> <laughs> post haste on the dentist. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can find all of the Broadway Radio crew over at Patreon.com/slash/BroadwayRadio. Check it out. Thanks for sticking with us today. It was a little longer of an episode, but uh, that's what happens when you get reviews and a very busy theatrical schedule yes have a great monday everybody and we'll talk to you tomorrow